Hello, everyone. Welcome to Shaki Presents Movie Night. I'm your host. My name is Rudy Obias. Joining me is a blogger for Cinefield.com, and she's also the co-host of the Ellie and Joanna Show uh, podcast, um, Joanna Arcieri. Thank you so yeah. much for joining me here on Movie Night. Uh, so the movie that we're going to be discussing in this episode is the big summer blockbuster tentpole film, The Avengers, written and directed by Joss Whedon. And uh, really, this movie is is kind of the first of its kind. Uh, about four or five years ago, Marvel um, got the rights back to a lot of their superhero properties. They came out with Iron Man with the intention of making other uh, movies with... Um, Thor, Captain America, to all assemble into one movie, um, The Avengers, where we have a whole plethora of, of superheroes working together to, to face evil. And and so I, this is the first movie of, of the summer. And to this point, it had a pretty big box office. It, it opened at $200.3 million, $200 million and is now the all-time uh, leader of a three-day box office weekend, uh, which is a pretty cool thing, I think. Uh, so, Joanna, what are your thoughts on The Avengers? Is Was this movie worth waiting for it being four or five years in the making? I would say yes. I mean, I, I'm sort of... The, I'm not, I guess, someone you could say this movie was geared towards because I've only seen Iron Man before this. <laughs> and so, uh, so for me, going into it, um, it I just kind of went because it was the movie to go to this weekend. And I, you know, I enjoyed it, even though I don't have all of the, the sort of the background into it. So, yeah, it's worth seeing. It's it's just entertaining. Uh, that, that, that's interesting. Like I've actually never heard anyone's opinion about uh, about this movie without seeing uh, Captain America, Thor, or um, Iron Man Two, or The Incredible Hulk. Uh, were you at any time in this movie lost uh, at, at all to uh, I, I guess, namely the character uh, introductions to to these superheroes? No, because I, I have enough background about all of the characters just when all the other movies have come out. And I have seen Captain America. I have seen Captain America. Okay. But yeah, so I, I knew enough of it going in, and they do enough. Um, I feel like within this film, there's a lot of setup to about who everyone is. Even if you're not quite caught up on the other films, you can quickly get glimpses of who everyone is and they set it up. So I think that you can follow it even if you don't have a, like very, a lot of background. Yeah. I, I was actually uh, wondering about that because I'm definitely familiar with all, all of these uh, superheroes and I kind of geeked out just seeing Thor and Captain America and Iron Man together on the screen for the first time. That was mm -hmm. kind of a thrill for me. Um, and Honestly, I think Marvel uh, pretty much banking on this experiment to work. I mean, it's definitely paid off considering mm -hmm. that it's grossed at this point uh, something like $600 plus million worldwide. Um, it definitely paid off, and we'll probably see more of these movies down the line. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I think overall my, my criticisms of this movie, though, is the, the first act is a, is a bit clumsy. Mm -hmm. uh, like like you said, like it, for you it did uh, – an okay job with the introductions, but I, mm -hmm. I felt that there was far too much set up, but I think it was probably 
thinking about it now is probably beneficial for for people who haven't seen the, the, the movies prior. Yeah, I would say that's true. I did feel like in the beginning um, it did drag at points and I definitely spaced in and out, but it it works. I, I feel like they, yeah, I feel like that's exactly why that's like that for people who don't necessarily, um, uh, yeah, for people who haven't necessarily seen the first films or even know that much about the Marvel characters and all of that. So, but there are times when it is slow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I felt I've seen this movie twice now, and I, I definitely felt the weight of that the first. 30 to 45 minutes. But I think after that, the last hour and a half of the movie really picks up and doesn't really let you go. And I think that's definitely one of the strengths of the movie that at the, you, you leave the theater having, uh, having a good time. And I think that's the best way to leave a theater for, from a movie like this. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, do you have any, um, uh, are you a Joss Whedon fan at all? Are, are you familiar with his work? Yes, I'm not the craziest Joss Sweden fan by any means, but I I I dabble <laughs> in Joss Sweden. Um, um, yeah, I, uh, I think Joss Sweden. I, I actually I I, I I am crazy for Joss Sweden. I'm one of those uh, rabid fans. Uh, although I haven't seen a single episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Angel. Mm. <laughs> And I still consider myself a, a, a big fan. I mean, namely for Firefly and Serenity and Dr. Horrible sing-along blog and his, uh, his writing, uh, his comic book writing uh, as mm -hmm. well. Um, and I think this is, I, I was, my big worry in going into this movie that it wasn't going to be uh, through, it was going to be more a Marvel movie than a Joss Whedon movie, but I was glad to see that this is very much a, a Joss Whedon film. Uh, just in terms of the way people talk to each other, the dialogue in this movie, and how Sir Joss Whedon has certain tropes in practically everything he does, and those things are are here. Um, I'm not going to say what they are because they're a bit spoilery, but um, the the Joss Whedon check mark list, <laughs> he definitely checked those things off in in making the Avengers. Um, what, what did you think of, of the writing of this film? The writing is actually what kind of kept me interested because. Yeah, I thought the dialogue between the characters was great. I think it was very quippy and it was funny and entertaining. And especially if, you know, if you're like someone like me who doesn't have necessarily even the character background and you're not even really looking like you're just, you're there, you're watching the movie, but you're not like you're not psyched to see everything that's going on. I sound like probably like the worst person to have been watching this movie. They just anyway, um, uh, but the dialogue really just like I feel like yeah it made the movie and it's so entertaining and I I I laughed a, a few times I I was enjoying it I was enjoying the quippy like just the quips between everyone and yeah I thought it was pretty great yeah, I, I I think one of my favorite moments in this movie is. Um... Tony Stark, played by Robert Downey Jr., and um, the way him and Pepper Potts, played by uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, j just the way they talk to each other. I mean, I think Joss Whedon kind of nails this kind of screwball comedy mm -hmm. between them, um, this kind of old-fashioned movie way of couples talking to each other, and I, I like that quite a bit in this movie. Um, I was kind of a little put off that there wasn't more of that, but I, I, I did enjoy that aspect of it. Um, I 
I also enjoyed the, the performances, uh, namely in Robert Downey Jr. I mean, I don't think this guy can go wrong in, in making movies, at least. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about his personal life, but uh, <laughs> in, in movies, he, he's pretty spot on. And I, I, I like him in this movie. I like um, Chris Evans and practically everyone, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy mm-hmm. Renner, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, what, what did you think of the performances of, of this uh, kind of Ocean's Eleven-esque type of cast for, for mm. superheroes? That's actually a really great reference, the kind of Ocean's Eleven. I think I read a Rat Pack Someone else called it a rack pack sort of vibe was happening. Yeah. Um, the cast is great. I, um, I wasn't, I was never really, um, intrigued by Thor and I, cause I've seen some of Thor until this. And then it took this movie for me to be like, yeah, okay. I'm totally cool with, with Chris Hemsworth as Thor. And, uh, Scarlett Johansson was another one. I wasn't like, I didn't necessarily know what to expect, and I was pleasantly surprised by Scarjo. And um, yeah, I just think it was—it's really well cast. And you, yeah, you—I mean, it's definitely. I feel like whenever Robert Downey Jr. is on the screen, <laughs> he, yeah, he really commands the attention. But the same thing with Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, he's just. I, I think I finally get the Tom Hiddleston craze that's going on right now. Yeah. Where everyone's I, I, very, there's a lot of, of fangirling going on about him, fandom obsession with Tom Hiddleston, and I get it now. Like, I, I guess I don't get it as a guy. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think most of it just comes from the fact that he's British and he has an accent, but. Maybe. I, I mean, I, he I has a very, um, I feel like he has a very charismatic face. And he's just, there's something about, for me, I mean, it's not. I, when I say that, like, there's a lot of fan, I mean, I don't really understand like fangirling, like the whole like Michael Fassbender fangirling stuff. I don't really get that. And but there's just something about Tom Hiddleston that's very just he, he, his face is so expressive, and you really got that when from this character from yeah. Loki. Yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of um, female film bloggers that just swoon to Tom Hiddleston and, and Loki in this movie, and. Part of me just doesn't understand why. Yeah. Uh, you know who would know the answer? Uh, Allie Hickson, but <laughs> she's yeah. one of those female film bloggers. Uh, yeah, this, is, you, you, this is the co-host of my podcast. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. Perhaps we, we sh- I should have got both of you on here to talk about uh, uh, the allure of Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Uh, another, another day. Actually, one of my... Um, yeah, I... I I was actually really impressed with um, Mark Ruffalo in this film. That was the one person I was kind of uh, not sure of because I know Mark Ruffalo mainly from indie movies, mm-hmm. and this is definitely not an indie movie. This is a big tentpole summer blockbuster film, and I was worried if he was going to still have that same kind of screen presence from uh, a movie like uh, You Can Count on Me or uh, We Don't Live Here Anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and he pulls it off pretty well. I mean, he's still pretty charismatic and he's still pretty charming, even though he's on a much bigger platform than he was on uh, mm-hmm. indie films. How does he compare to the other Hulks before him? Oh, it's a, it's a, def- it's a step above. Uh, yeah. I, I like Eric Bana, um, but I don't, I like Ang Lee's the Hulk. I think it's an interesting thing as a, a as a, as an exercise of, of Ang Lee's uh, artistic and creative side, um, but I think it's a failure as a movie. Um, he's a lot better than Edward Norton, who was the in the Incredible Hulk. Uh, mm-hmm. 
uh, what was, it, what was the name of the director? Uh, Louis Leterrier, I believe his name was. Um, I think Joss Whedon nails uh, the Hulk in this, and Mark Ruffalo nails it as well. Where mm -hmm. the, the Hulk isn't the center of attention. I mean, he's he's used very sparsely, which is very smart, um, and therefore you're not really with this character when he gets overly emotional or brooding, which is just very boring because that's what those other past two films really focused on. Um, and I think uh, the Hulk steals the show here, definitely in the last hour of this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, because it's kind of like you don't really know what the what the purpose, what, what purpose he's going to serve, I guess you could say, until the final sequence happens and then it's just awesome to watch it's just a lot of fun it's a to lot just of, kind of watch that happen it's a lot of fights it's a lot of smashy a lot of smashing going yeah. on which which i loved uh, a great deal uh, there these rumors that they they might make a, a separate hulk movie now with with mark ruffalo and i don't know if that's going to serve so well i mean i do like mark ruffalo quite a bit but i don't know if i could take another hour and a half of just the Hulk. Uh, there's a yeah. reason. There's a reason why it works so well. Cause he, they don't use him that much, and when they use him, it's always comic relief. Um, no, that's a really good point. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, that's one of the things about um, the Hulk movies is that they've just never interested me as far as the character goes. Uh, like I was always because I'm with me when it comes to superhero movies. I'm always more. If I like, I'm, if I'm drawn to the character, then I'll see it. That's why I've seen Iron Man. That's why I've seen Captain America. That's why I'm going to go back now and watch Thor, probably. But I've never really cared about the Hulk compared to them. So I'm, that's why I've never seen it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I don't intend to. And out of all of those movies, I mean, you're not really missing much from yeah. from The Incredible Hulk. Out of all of the, the Marvel movies leading up to this one, The Incredible Hulk is... is the worst one out of all of them. That's uh, what I have heard. That's why I'm glad I saved that money. Yeah, and not to say that Captain America and and Thor are masterpieces. I mean, they're they're very good movies, but they they have their share of problems. Um, but it's just strange. I feel that this film doesn't have those same problems that Captain America had, that Thor had, and even Iron Man two had. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think the best ones out of these Marvel movies are. Um, the first Iron Man and and this Avengers film. It's it's a fantastic, fantastic movie. And do you I would say that's because they really balance the I guess smart smart screenplays with the actual action at the end. It's kinda of just I feel like it's very well balanced between the two. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's never overload. Have you seen Transformers Dark of the Moon by chance? No. <laughs> because th this movie is actually pretty similar to Transformers 3, uh, just in terms of, of plotting. Um, but the big difference here, why this works and that one does does not, is the, the characters are just so interesting and rich. And the characters are what we love about, um, about the action in this movie. We don't really take away, um, look how the Hulk through this car and look, look at all this explosions and mayhem. We take away the character moments in that, in the action sequences. We take away Tony Stark's comedy in the action sequences. And that's the thing that, that works so well, um, in this movie. Uh, no, I absolutely agree. Uh, I, I wouldn't recommend watching Transformers three if, if you don't have to. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. 
<laughs> anytime soon. And, and nor nor should you. Nor should you. That's going to be a very sad day in my life when I'm like uh, watching Transformers. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen all three of them in theaters, and I'm probably going to see the fourth one. Mm. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Have fun with that. <laughs> well, I go into every movie thinking it's going to be good, and it's really up to the movie to let me down. Mm, that's a very good way of dealing with it. I'm not that big. I go in expecting to hate everything and then always walk away surprised. <laughs> and there's always the, and that's really the same thing that I'm doing, but just on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, let's let's uh, let's wrap up this episode of of movie night. Uh, would you recommend people see the Avengers? Yes, definitely. And I, I find it interesting from like a non uh, fangirl, non-comic book, or you, actually you've never seen the, uh, I mean, you haven't seen all of the movies prior to this and you still recommend it. And mm -hmm. I think that's the good thing about this movie. And uh, yeah. I'm, and I'm gl actually glad I had, had you on this episode to get that, um, get that side of it for people well, who haven't seen, uh, the other Marvel movies. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm glad that I was able to contribute that, but yeah, I, it's, yeah, I think it's I think it's great. It, I had fun enjoying it. I I had a fun time sitting there watching it, and it's worth seeing. If you know, definitely. Yeah, and uh, I think at the end of the day, like with these comic book or at least summer blockbuster movies, that's really the only takeaway you're supposed to have is if you mm -hmm. had fun or not. Uh, you know, this I don't think this movie is going to get nominated for an Oscar or anything, or there's going to be uh, a, you know, a lot of pages and pages of film criticism devoted to it, but, you know, it's no. a fantastic, fantastic film. And uh, There's already been a, a critical feud about it, so... Yeah. Uh, are, are you aware of the, 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 the critical... Uh, the the A.O. Scott-Samuel L. Jackson feud? Yeah. Well, there's also the um, that one, and um, um, are you familiar with Amy Nicholson from BoxOfficeMagazine.com? I know about her. Yeah. What did she, did she well, get she, in trouble um, too? <laughs> well, she got, it, I don't want to say she got in trouble, but she got uh, shit for her opinion, which I feel is just stupid. Um, she gave the first negative review of the Avengers. It wasn't even really a negative. It was just a middle of the road uh, review of the Avengers and all, all the fanboys uh, just mm -hmm. laid upon her saying that she shouldn't, she shouldn't be watching movies like this. This is a, a a guy's movie. You have no business being a film critic. Uh, oh. So on and so forth. And actually, a lot of my female colleagues get stuff like this when they don't um, when they don't agree with, uh, I guess, what the uh, critical consensus would be. Mm -hmm. um, which and then they attack like, you because you're female, and therefore exactly. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I feel that's like one of the, if that if that ever when stuff like that has happened to me in a smaller scale. And that's when the gloves come off. I will fight you so back, back so much if you say that's why I don't like a movie. Yeah, I, I think it's it's completely unfair, uh, and it's it's uh, just hearing uh, these commenters and internet trolls saying you should, you know, female film critics should just uh, review romantic comedies and, mm -hmm. and leave the the guy movies to the male ones. I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, like, does that mean that I shouldn't review a movie like? The Vow, or uh, <laughs> or or any romantic comedy. I mean, I like stuff like that too. Or it's exactly what it means, it. duh. Um, <laughs> like, how can how? Ugh, God. Anyway, yeah. 
that's one of the most dangerous things about fandoms and movies that are very in the fandom spectrum of things. If that makes sense, is that when when there's any sort of dissent about it on even the small, like it was the same thing with like the A.O. Scott article. He didn't really criticize the Avengers. He sort of criticized the whole the whole machine behind a movie like the Avengers, the whole blockbuster. Yeah. That was one of the main points of his critical argument. And it's just people just react poorly because it's the fandom, this whole everything that happens within a fandom. It's interesting. Well, I, I guess like any superpower with great power, there's uh, also responsibility. And I think fanboys or, or just fan, people who are fans of anything should just remember, remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah. always a dark side and a light side to everything, even, mm-hmm. even geek culture. Um, let's wrap up this episode of, okay. of movie night. Uh, where can we find you online? Um, let's see. Um, I'm on Twitter and it's at Cinephile, which is C-I-N-E-F-I-L-L-E. And then my blog is at Cinephile.com with it's C-I-N-E-F-I-L-L-E.com. And then I also podcast at the Ali and Joanna show. Which is all over the internet. <laughs> and how, how could uh, people find the, that podcast? Um, it's on, uh, you can follow us on Tumblr. There's uh, allieandjoanna.tumblr.com. Uh, it's, the Twitter is at Allie and Joanna. We're on Podomatic, which is so it's allieandjoanna.podomatic.com. Or maybe it's allieandjoannashow.podomatic.com. We're on iTunes. I don't, that, that's probably more useful. I should really know that. <laughs> I'm ashamed that you don't know that. Um, uh, I only say it every week. I should know it. <laughs> uh, and, and you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Rudy underscore Obias. That's R-U-D-I-E underscore O-B-I-A-S. Shakya.com, autorcast.com, and everything that is Rudy at RudyObias.com. On the next episode of Movie Night, we're going to be discussing uh, the new Tim Burton film, Dark Shadows, and also uh, the new Sasha Baron Cohen film, The Dictator. And it's not a remake of Charlie Chaplin's <laughs> film. Just to clarify that for our listeners. For me. <laughs> uh, so closing out this episode of Movie Night, thank you so much for listening to our show. Goodbye. <laughs>